0: God, our Father, in your presence we stand. We are weak this morning, but Lord, you are strong. We present ourselves before you, Lord, as your children who need your grace and your children who have enjoyed your grace. And so, Father, we pray that you cleanse our thoughts and cleanse our hearts, O God. Set our minds apart for you, Lord. Destroy the carnal person in us that the new person that is filled with the spirit will live and be alive in us that your glory will be seen. Lord, reach out to each one of us at our inmost beats, O God, and speak to that inner person, Lord, the inner person who is continually attacked by the enemy. That Lord, this morning you will strengthen our inner person and that your Holy Spirit will release his presence from above and that, Lord, there will be an overflow from your throne of heaven, that, Lord, you will speak to each one of us, O oh God, in a voice that is clear. Lord, we do dedicate ourselves to you. We surrender to you. We honor you, we adore you. My master, impart your word in us this morning. Lord, give us the grace to hear your voice. And that which is in us, which is not of you, Lord, we pray that you will discard it. And just, Lord, keep us to know that we need you even this morning. Lord, we surrender to you. I open my heart to you. Even as I bring your word, Jehovah, I trust that, Lord, your word will be heard first by me and by my brothers and sisters who are here and those who are listening to us online. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. But more so, we surrender our lives to you that you can turn our lives around the way you want. We do not have authority over ourselves Lord, we submit to your authority this morning. Lord, receive us and may your word be preached to all of us, God, that will hear you clearly. In Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to welcome all of you in the presence of the Lord this morning. And we pray that uh, the Lord will speak to all of us this morning as we open our hearts to him at the beginning of the day as we begin our work. Our sharing will come from the scripture that has just been read to us in Romans chapter 8. And the topic is the carnal mind and enemy to God. The carnal mind and enemy to God. And that has been clearly shared when you hear the words of Romans chapter 8. What is this carnal mind? This carnal mind is the mind that is dominated by selfishness. It's the mind that is self-willed. It's the mind that is self-focused. It's the mind that is self-seeking. The carnal mind is devoid of the ability to surrender wholeheartedly to God. The carnal mind is the me in me That does not want to see any other thing except to see me, what I want, what I love, what I know, what I want to hear. It is about me and not about any other person. And therefore, it is that selfish person in you. When you want to share something, that selfish person tells you it is yours. You've seen a child When they are given something and they they are supposed to share. And this child carries something here and gets another one here and gets another one here. And does this. Because it is me, it is mine, and it is not yours. And therefore they try as much as possible to make you feel that you do not belong here. It is that kind of child who feels even this maid in this house is not supposed to eat this meat. It is that kind of mind. It can start when we are young and it grows in us and it keeps developing in us and it controls the whole of our lives. It is selfish. It is self-willed. What I want must be Done. It does not matter whether I clear you from the space, I will clear you off. It does not matter. It is about me. We've seen um, a few cases of, of torture. When you see a case of torture, you are looking at a person who tortures this person, knowing whether you die as long as I attain what? I want. And so the person is tortured, tortured, and and you see someone dying, and you can't go through that torture yourself. But that is a carnal mind, a carnal mind. So the carnal mind is self focused, self seeking, self willed. It is so selfish, and it can never surrender to God wholeheartedly. That is why, even if you hear the gospel, the carnal mind tells you, but this one is yours. This is what makes you you. How can you surrender it? You can't. It's not not possible. That carnal mind reminds you that it is impossible for you to surrender to God. And therefore, you remain a a carnal Christian a carnal Christian, a carnal person who comes to church, but you are there, you cannot fully surrender to God because there is something in you that must be resolved for yourself. It cannot be repented, it cannot be broken down because that is the real me, that is what makes the real me. And if you want to see the real me, then this is me. That is the Cano person. A carnal person does not repent wholeheartedly, does not yield to God. A carnal mind resents and resists the idea of God who has the right and authority over their lives. You resent it. Even when you come to church, there is that resentment because you have a carnal mind. And when we look at the scripture that we've just read today, we realize that carnality coming out in the words of Paul. The Greek has, when you talk about the carnal mind, it has two words that, that can be that are used there for carnal and also for mind. Sarcos means the kernel, which also brings us to the idea, that the root word, which is called sax, which means the flesh. So when we see the word flesh here, it simply refers to a carnal mind. A carnality, to, to a person who is carnal, can also be called the person of the flesh. You have that mind in you, the fleshly mind, which is hostile to God. The Bible says that therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Now, when there is is that contention between the law of the spirit and the law of sin and death, the law of the carnal person and the law of the spirit that is foundational, that comes from God. He says, for God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit. The carnal person walks according to the flesh and does what the flesh requires. The spiritual person walks according to the spirit and does what the spirit requires. When you look at verse 7, it truly expresses that, that sense of carnality. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. It does not submit to God's law, and indeed it can not. cannot. A kind of mind it can be compared to the Jews who killed our Lord Jesus Christ. A man who was innocent. <clears throat> Having served three years walking around, giving himself out to healing and teaching, guilty of no crime. But he was a target of the passionate mob that stands up and says, Crucify him, crucify him. Why? He's going against my carnality. The Jew is a carnal mind. He's saying, You are going against my carnal mind. And therefore, because of my carnal mind, you cannot do what you want to do. You cannot tell me you are from God. It does not matter whether you are innocent, I'm going to kill you. And therefore, the carnal mind. The Jewish mind crucifies Jesus Christ and kills him. Why? It's because you are not doing what I want to hear. You are just doing what you want as you. And therefore, we cannot walk together. Looking at his trial, his cruel beating and brutal crucifixion, we can see the display of the carnal mind. Friends, you can look at yourself and ask yourself this question Where has my carnal mind overpowered my real self? Where have I been the the, the, the kind of person that God has never intended me to be? The carnal person is actually the person who acts out what God never intended them to be, but they act it out anyway simply because they are carnal. They are carnal. They just want to do what their spirit wants to do and what their heart wants to do. And therefore, they do it. They do it. And therefore, um, as I was reading about this, this person was really focused on really bringing out the whole idea for us to understand what Jesus went through when we compare the Kano Man. They are cruel. They are brutal. They have nothing to desire. They are not patient, They are rough. They are rude. They are impatient in all ways. They can beat. They can mock. They can torture. They can disappoint. They can, they can do anything to make you feel it because their mind has no concern for God. And someone will tell you, I have no fear for God. And therefore, I can do anything because they have no fear for God. And friends, if someone has no fear for God, just be sure they will do whatever they want to do with you because their mind is cano. It has closed down before God. It is closed. It does not matter. They can carry the Bible, but they are cano. They can sing, they can worship. Sometimes they can even preach the way I am preaching, but they are carnal. The carnal mind is so crude. It does not fear. It does not, it does not, it has no space to say, you know, I am not going to be this. You are who you are in God, but the carnal mind has not died. That's why Paul reminds us to put to death the old person in us the old person in us is that carnal person. That person who does not respond to the gospel. That person who does not yield to the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is why he says, that carnal person does not understand that the Spirit brings life. That carnal person is focused on sin and death and the law. And so, Paul reminds us that By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful nature and for sin, he condemned the sin in the flesh. He condemned the carnal man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. The righteous law can only be fulfilled in us who are believers, who are Christians, who have allowed Christ to work on us, who have allowed Christ to turn us around. Those of us that can hear the gospel and ask God, what are you speaking to me? Those of us can hear the gospel and say, Christ, is there something you need me to change in my life? It is those of us that hear the gospel, even the plan that you are going to do today, you examine it and say, God, if I did what I was going to do today, would I actually go to heaven? Let's ask yourself a question. If you did exactly what you were going to do today, would you go to heaven? It's the question. Would the door be opened? Would the narrow gate be open for you? Or you would go into the wider gate that everyone goes through? That's the question. He says it is only going to be fulfilled in us. Who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh. If you walk according to the flesh, you are a carnal person. And you only set your mind on the things that work according to the flesh. According to what your body wants. According to the to that instinct in you, which tells you God decide and you go, you don't have to listen to God. You don't have to inquire. You don't have to say, "Let me go and pray about it." Friends, we live in a money crisis country or oh world. Where we are looking for money each one of us is looking for money and none of us can say I am tired of money but the kind person in you tells you get it whichever way you can get it it does not matter how you get it the only thing is that you must get it but the spirit person in you tells you how you get it matters and even how you utilize it matters that is what the, the spirit tells you that person in you is telling you, no, the way you want to do it, that is an enmity to God. But I want to tell you how to do it. Whether you go hungry, you must wait until you get it the right way. You must do it right. You're a young person and, you know, the kind mind tells you, you know, you must get a spouse whichever way you get a spouse, as long as you have someone in the house. That is what the carnal person tells you. That is why there is cohabiting and that is why there is polygamy. And all other statements that you can hear. But you know, the the, the inner person in you, the spirit person in you is telling you, listen to me. You cannot do this. And you begin to fight. There is war. When Paul speaks to us, he tells us in chapter 7 that that which I want to do is not what I do. I find myself doing the opposite. Because of the carnal person, there is war. Each one of us is living in a war. We are in a battle. You are fighting. There is a battle between the carnal you. That mind that is opposed to Christ. And that mind that knows Christ. You know, you get to someone, they are married today, tomorrow they are divorcing. Another day they are marrying, the other time they are divorcing. Because the carnal person in them tells them, why do you stress yourself with this one person? Why don't you get another? That's the carnal mind. But the spirit person in you tells you, you know what? You need to be focused. Marriage is for male and female, no debate. And one on one, not two and three, you get it? It just makes it very clear. But then the carnal person in you reminds you, you know? Even this whole thing, friends, that we hear about uh, lesbianism and whatever and, and gay, this whole person is about a carnal mind. Who tells you that you are not properly made? The Bible is very clear that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you are made in the image of God. There is no debate about that, friends. There are certain things that should never waste our time thinking about. Can I think about it? Is it true? Am I female? Am I... Honestly, can you start thinking about it? No. Whether money comes in bulk to buy you to be a woman when you're a man. It is still very clear that I cannot take this money because God has fearfully and wonderfully created me. I am in his image. God cannot make mistakes. The word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But there can no person will remind you that the word of God changes. And because of that, we find ourselves going astray in one way. or or another. Verse 6 says, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. To set the mind on the flesh is death. And indeed, I want to assure you, you set your mind on the flesh, you become a carnal person, you will die. One of the things that really makes me happy is that the righteous sleep, the wicked die. And and that is, for me, that's the real difference. Look at Stephen, when he was stoned. He was stoned, and he gave up his life, and he slept. Praise the Lord. The righteous sleep. If you're a righteous person, you desire to get to a point of sleeping. Definitely we'll all sleep but I don't want to die. You get it? The difference is death. Death of a sinner. There is no resurrection. The sleeping of the righteous. You just sleep into another world like you are dreaming. People are crying here, but the dream has transitioned you into a new world. And you are alive, and alive forever, and ever, and ever. Praising the Lord. At the throne of glory. Singing holy, 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 holy to the Lord God Almighty. Who is, who was, and who will forever be. And saying amen together with the elders at the throne of God. Hallelujah. That is if we live according to the spirit. But if we choose to live according to the flesh, friends, for sure we will die. That is a sure deal for each one of us who lives according to the flesh. You live according to the spirit. You are assured that you have life and you have it eternally. And this is what is assuring us here. For to set your mind on the flesh is death. You've seen some people saying that um, you are not a thief until you are caught. You get it? But time will come when you'll be (laughs) caught. It will come. It will definitely come. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it and continue doing it. But time will come when you'll be caught. And when you're caught, you'll be a thief. It will come. So may God give us the grace, my brothers and sisters, to set our lives apart to be able to stand out, not as carnal Christians, but as Christians that have set our mind on Christ Jesus. For the mind is set on, that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. It does not listen. It does not hear. It can't. But those who are in the flesh cannot please God. When we are in the flesh, we can never please God. Friends, there are so many things that we can do here. But one of the most important things, not really one of, but the most important thing is to live a life that is pleasing to the Lord. It is satisfying. It is edifying. It is a life that you can walk so freely around It is a life where your testimony is secured. You know, friends, integrity is something that many of us take for granted. But integrity is something that you work for. And you build your life of integrity. And once you work and build that life of integrity, you do not want anything or anyone to distort the life that you have worked for for over the years. You are saying I have built this life since I was young. But one single mistake, one single error is going to destroy everything that you have worked for from childhood. May God keep us in the spirit. May God take away that yearning for the flesh. The flesh will never be contented and will never be satisfied. The flesh is the flesh. It will never be contented. Today you get it, tomorrow you think I wish I got more. The other day you think you would get more. The other day you think you would get more. Every time the flesh reminds you, you need more of it. You need more of it. You need more of it. There is no contentment until you find contentment in our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray this morning, my dear brother, my dear sister, I do not know what you do. I do not know how you live your life. But this morning, I want to pray that God is going to help us to put to death the carnal person in us. Allow that person to die so that the new person who is spirit-filled can arise in you. It's only the Spirit of God that can help us to live a life which is not carnal. A life that is focused on God. A life that is set free. A life that knows that there is nothing in this world apart from my Lord Jesus Christ. A life that gives space to the work of God. A life that reasons within the will of God. A life that allows correction. A life that allows rebuke. A life that allows you to say, God, have mercy on me. You know, Paul cried out for deliverance. When you read chapter 7, verse 24, he said, Wretched man that I am who will deliver me from this body of death. It is a cry of a desperate righteous apostle. Verse 25. He gets his answer. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. You know, it's like thanks be to God in Christ Jesus. I have an answer to overcome the flesh. He was crying, he was desperate. A wretched man like me, who is going to deliver me? But then, thanks be to our Lord, Jesus Christ. His death on the cross is our center of deliverance. Hallelujah. Let us pray, friends. And as we pray, I want to encourage each one of us. I have that part of me that is carnal. I have that part of me that desires the me, me. I have that the part of me that is selfish. I have that part of me that is self-willed. I have that part of me which is self-focused. I have that part of me which is self-seeking. I have that part of me that has failed to surrender wholeheartedly to God I am living in sin and yet partially I want to live in righteousness. Friends, that is the person that you need to surrender to the Lord today. The Holy Spirit is here with you. The Holy Spirit wants to take over your life wholly and completely. Is there that part of life that you have reserved for yourself? A part of you that you never talk about? A part of you that is so angry? A part of you that can kill. A part of you that can destroy. A part of you that is so destructive. A part of you that you keep saying, This is the real me. I want to ask that this morning you surrender that selfish will to the Lord. Surrender that self focused will to the Lord. Surrender that selfishness to the Lord. Surrender that self seeking person in you to the Lord. Surrender wholeheartedly That area that had Resented the Lord That you have spared for yourself That area which is leading you to death This morning you can Crucify it and see Jesus Arise in you My Father And my God I surrender myself to you I surrender my will To you I surrender my selfishness to you I surrender my carnality entirely to you. Lord, I surrender that attitude in me that needs to die. I decree in the name of Jesus that I kill it today. Let it die that I can live to righteousness, Lord. And Lord, it's the same prayer that I pray for my brothers and sisters who are here, that all of us can die to the carnal man, this carnal man who is an enemy of God, that Father, we want to choose to do what is pleasing in your sight, We want to choose to do that which honors you. We want to choose this morning, Lord, to rededicate ourselves to you. We choose this morning, Lord, to hear your voice. We choose this morning, Lord, to turn around. Lord, even that which I was going to do today, which is not in accordance to your will, I agree to destroy it in the name of Jesus Whichever legal ground that I had, Lord, to do it, I refute it in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that this morning I will do your will, my master, that I will stand on the ground so, God, to say no to evil, to say no to wickedness, God, that I will stand on this ground to say, no, I do not have any authority, Lord, over myself. I allow you, Lord, to take authority over my life in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. I put to rest all that concerns me. I choose to consume the power of the Holy Spirit for transformation, for regeneration. Yes, Lord, for change. I choose to conform to your law this morning. I destroyed the law of the evil one that has been in operation in my life, Lord. And Lord, I choose this morning to walk in your law, the law of righteousness, the law of truth. God, like you did to Isaiah Yes, my lips are open to you, Lord. That, Father, that piece of coal can destroy the filth in me. That only the right person in me, Lord, will be able to come out. My words, my statements, my thoughts, my attitudes. God, I surrender to you. Have your way this morning, my Father and my God. We give you praise our God and our Father. In Jesus' name. We have prayed. Amen. Bless you. Amen.